0: If you poll the average person and ask them to name a few companies with incredible corporate cultures, almost always Southwest Airlines will be one of the first companies mentioned. On this episode, wisdom from the person who led Southwest's corporate culture for many years and the lessons for all of us on creating our own unstoppable cultures. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 350.
1: Produced by Innovate Learning. Maximizing Human Potential
0: Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show gives you access to the practical wisdom that will empower you to become a better leader. So glad you joined in for today's conversation. I hope you are buckled in and ready for takeoff because today I've got someone with us who is uh, just such an expert on organizational culture and how to lead culture in such a way that is beneficial to the people who work in the organization, that's beneficial to the results that the company receives, and most importantly, just has a ton of fun, too. And I am so glad to welcome Ginger Hardage to the show today. Ginger was, until recently, the Senior Vice President of Culture at Southwest Airlines. She led a team responsible for building and sustaining the organization's legendary culture and communications enterprise – resulting in 23 consecutive years on Fortune's list of top 10 most admired companies in the world. She is recognized by many as the world's foremost global authority on building and sustaining organizational culture. In 2017, Ginger launched Unstoppable Cultures, a brand designed to help organizations create and sustain cultures of enduring greatness. Ginger, if the person who ran culture at Southwest Airlines isn't the global expert on culture? I don't know who is. I'm so glad to welcome you to the show.
1: Well, Dave, thank you so much. It was uh, Southwest Airlines was my dream job. I had a wonderful time there for 25 years. So I saw a lot of change in the company. I got to start early on. Was hired by Herb Kelleher, our founder, and Colleen Barrett, who was our uh, is now our president emeritus. So have um, wonderful stories to tell, and then uh, had the privilege of working with current CEO Gary Kelly uh, for the ent- entire time he was CEO. So I have lots of Southwest Airlines stories I would love to share.
0: Well, and the thing that is so impressive, I mean, there's so many things that are impressive about Southwest and Southwest culture. The thing that I think is most impressive is the sustainability of it. I mean, I remember I. I finished my undergrad business degree in the late 90s. And I remember back then, this is 20 years ago, reading case studies on Southwest's amazing culture. And here we are 20 years later. And not only has that culture continued, but it's grown and it's continually been successful. It's just such an impressive story. And I and I think maybe before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, it might be helpful to Turn the the clock back a bit and and just talk a little bit about the story and where where the love came from because love is a big word at Southwest. It is
1: love L U V is a big word at Southwest Airlines. It's the company's stock symbol, and the airline started in 1971. And at the time, uh, so you can imagine uh, the 70s. The Company was serving love potions and love snacks on <laughs> on the They're airline, nice. and the airline was based at Dallas's Love Field, and it still is today. So that's L O V E Field. So an airline with a heart, and has always been part of Southwest Airlines, and it and it is to this very day. So the individuals I mentioned, um, Herb Kelleher, Colleen Barrett, setting setting that culture in place back in 1971. Gary Kelly, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, who is a 30-plus-year employee of Southwest Airlines, continuing that on. And as as we'll talk today, cultures don't happen accidentally. They have to be managed. And they're probably, gosh, easily, I could easily name, 100-plus systems that are in place to nurture the culture at Southwest, easily 100-plus. So, how important it is for all all the building blocks to be in place to sustain a culture over a long period of time.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the key points of the Southwest story is this is certainly not an accident. This isn't just something that happens. Uh, there's, a, there's an intention and a strategy that's behind this. And, uh, and so I'm curious about some of the key characteristics of culture. And in your work, you've, you've really zeroed in on three things that are characteristics of of what you call an unstoppable culture. Could you share some of some of those with us and, and why those are so important in doing this?
1: Absolutely, Dave, I'd love to. Well the three are putting people first, constantly nourishing your culture, and sharing stories relentlessly. So in terms of putting people first, all cultures start with hiring. And we have to bring the right kind of employees into our organization that match the values of our organization. Really looking at people who would identify with the purpose of your organization and bringing the right fit into the organization. Southwest, um, over uh, the last reporting period, received 370,000 resumes, hired 6,000. Which means they only hired two percent of the people who applied. So I don't know if you've ever read the book "Hire Tough So You Can Manage Easy" by Mel Kleiman. Mm, no, that's I a great. That's a great example. I love the title. I love the title, um, and that's really what Southwest Airlines and other great cultures do. They really focus on bringing the right people into the organization, so they take the time. To hire tough, so they can manage easy with the people inside their organizations, and then number two, c- constantly nourishing that that organization, having many types of systems in place, starting starting with recruiting and hiring and onboarding, and threading that throughout the entire employee experience, the training, what extensive level of training that would go into that, carried on down to customer delivery and then reinforcing it with performance feedback. So a continual loop of constantly nourishing all along the way. And I'll just give you one example of kind of a secret department at Southwest Airlines that I don't think many companies have Man, does it make a difference. And it's called the Internal Customer Care Department at Southwest. And this group reports to the CEO. And what they do is any time an employee has a significant life event, With the employee's permission, their manager, so if their manager is in Sacramento, California and this employee is in Sacramento, California, and they're uh, having a baby, the manager can make the internal customer care group aware of it so that the CEO can recognize this major life event in that employee's life. So, you know, as employees, we bring our whole selves to work. We just don't bring our work selves. And recognizing those major life events, whether it be a wedding, a birth of a child, a loss, a funeral, a loss of someone important to us, or a, a catastrophic event in our lives, that's just one example of really looking at the empathy that goes into preserving and perpetuating a culture through this internal customer care group that continuously nurtures the culture. And then the last, sharing stories relentlessly. And just the the way stories really do uh, connect ourselves to the similarities we have with others. And they model the kind of behavior that we're looking for in our organization. So I'm sure as you and I talk, I'll be telling lots of stories that reinforce that
0: characteristic. Oh, this is great. So, almost every organization if asked would articulate some version of that, right? People first. And yet, very few organizations really do that in practice. And as I was preparing for our conversation, you know, one of the the things that's stuck out that I've I've heard you say or write about is starting with values and then hiring for those values. And I was right. thinking back to, um, and I know you've done some work with Patrick Lencioni. He was on the the show last year of of just thinking about his hungry, humble, and smart model. And you know, a lot of organizations, and there's certainly a lot of research out there that says, well, interviewing doesn't matter that much, right? You know, I mean, your your odds are as as good as anything else of you know interviewing well or interviewing poorly. And uh, Lencioni's pushed ba- pushed back on that, and clearly Southwest. Has had tremendous success of inner of not only interviewing and hiring well. How how does that play out? How do you actually do that?
1: Well, all cultures start with hiring, and I gave the example about only two percent of the people who apply are hired. And one of the things that happens at Southwest Airlines is we're very involved with peer interviews interviewing. So peers are called upon to help select the people who will be part of the company. And of course, they work with recruiters inside the organization who do this all of the time. But you actually apply and go through um, kind of a rigorous process to make sure that you could be one of the peers who helps select those individuals that will follow. So, for example, with flight attendants, we have the flight attendants. No one understands the job better than they do. So they are definitely involved with that peer interviewing to bring the right kind of people who are matching the values of the company. And the values of Southwest Airlines are so unique, and that's what I encourage organizations to do, is make sure your values are extremely unique to your organization.
0: So a big part of this, I think what I'm hearing you say is the organization needs to be very clear in what the values are, and then in the hiring process needs to be very intentional about screening for those values so that you bring the people on board that are already in alignment there so you can train for the other things.
1: Absolutely, and for a long uh, time, Southwest has talked about hiring for attitude and training for skill. Well, many of our positions are already very skill deep that individuals are coming in, but it's always hiring for attitude because you can't teach someone how to have a good attitude. So what you're looking for is to have the right kind of attitude, a customer service orientation. So if you look at each of our values, if we just take the servant's heart example, one of the characteristics to describe that is treating others like you'd like to be treated. Because Southwest is a customer service organization first that happens to fly airplanes. And that was a famous statement by Colleen Barrett, who who is our President Emeritus. So first and foremost, Southwest is a customer service business. So we're looking at those individuals who have that servant's heart, who are willing to serve others, so it's no surprise that Southwest always ranks at the top of customer satisfaction, has one of the highest net promoter scores. It's because of a fanatical concentration on customer service.
0: You mentioned a word that we hear a lot on the show in the the second piece on constantly nourishing the culture, on, and the word is empathy. Uh, we seem to just hear that a lot. And the thing that really struck me when I was preparing for our conversation is The fact that Southwest has an onboarding department, (laughs) not just someone who's in charge of onboarding, an onboarding department. And I was thinking back to, we had Chip Heath on the show a few months ago of talking about creating moments. And he gave this wonderful example of how Caterpillar has a wonderful experience of a first day of an employee coming into the organization for the first time and how they talk about the story of the company. and they have this really wonderful experience for the first day. And, and then I was watching the videos online about Southwest's onboarding experience. I was like, Southwest really has taken this to a whole new level. Uh, how does the empathy and the nourishment work in the onboarding process?
1: Well, this is a total tribute to the training department at Southwest Airlines. Training is centralized at Southwest, and they have more than 300 individuals in that department. The complete life cycle of an employee, the importance of training cannot be understated. So employees show up every Monday morning. The new hires of the organization have spent Sunday night somewhere in a hotel in Dallas, they board the buses, they pull up to the training center, and when they unload that bus, it's amazing because they're met by a rock star red carpet treatment with people cheering, so all, all of those trainers are lined up with pom-poms and bells and ready to welcome them, and uh, before they start, they uh the complete week of training uh, there at the company. So it's a wonderful Monday morning welcome, and you could probably Google it and find it as well. It's it's a wonderful example of just making sure people um, are welcomed and the importance of starting off, starting off on the right foot.
0: How do you, um, as, as employees are coming in and going through that training experience, is there something that is done to, Really solidify the the connection to the values, um, or or to nourish right away. I'm just curious, like how that how that looks structurally, as far as what what's done.
1: The employees will have onboarding opportunities even before they arrive. So there's modules and things that they can definitely learn about, and so that starts from an online process before they even arrive. But uh, definitely in the classroom, that will be talked about so much, but. A technique that might be unusual is to make sure that leaders are present in the classroom So we had an entire schedule at Southwest where, as leaders of the organization, we spent time back over in the training center and would be special guests in classes. So you would go back. So I think of one of our longer-term officers who was over the properties area at Southwest Airlines, and he started as what we call a ramp agent, and that would be an employee working down with the aircraft, loading the bags on the aircraft. That's how he started. So he tells his journey about working at Southwest Airlines and in doing so, shares the values of the organization as he's talking about it. So bringing in you know, how exciting to have the, the president of the company come in and talk to you when you're a brand-new employee and starting that off right with the stories about how they see the values coming to life at Southwest Airlines.
0: Well, and speaking of nourishment, I know one of the things you teach organizations is, and when people reach out to you talking about culture, is one of the very first things that you're wondering about and checking on is is the culture initiative and the strategy, is it coming from the top? Is it, are, are folks at the C-suite level actively involved and engaged in this? Why is that so important?
1: Well, it will fail if that doesn't happen because if the leadership team is not fully engaged and on board, employees will see through that immediately. So the executive leadership has to be on board and model and live the values of the organization every day. And Gary Kelly is a wonderful Model, I would encourage people to study and how much time he commits to the employees of Southwest Airlines, because he isn't shy about saying that the employees of Southwest Airlines are his number one priority. And you can look at that and you can tell that by his calendar and how much time he spends nourishing and spending time with the employees of Southwest Airlines. One example is every Sunday night, Monday morning, Gary records a message to employees every week, every week. And he'd be talking about what might have happened in in the week prior, what might be coming up in the week ahead. But one of the things he does every time is end every one of those messages, which employees can listen to on the phone or they can read online on the intranet. He ends it with a shout-out. And that shout-out reinforces the values of the company. So those shout-outs would be usually from customers. So they come from customers riding into Southwest Airlines. So here's an example of a recent one. We hear from a customer who said, you know, I was flying from New Orleans to Milwaukee and my flight was canceled. So I was at the New Orleans airport and encountered Rachel. He was helping rebook me. And instead of making it a a drudgery, Rachel turned my trip around because she said, okay, here are the options we have to get you to Milwaukee from New Orleans. I'm sorry we can't do it today. We'll do it first thing in the morning. So where can we send you for your stopover, before we can get you to Milwaukee, where would you like to spend the night? And the customer said, I want to go to Orlando. That was one of the options because his daughter lived there. So Rachel turned the situation around and helped the customer find um, another way of looking at this negative situation and the customer wrote back he said that was the best business trip because my daughter picked me up at the airport we got to have dinner together and she took me to the airport the next morning I was back off to Milwaukee so that was the shout out that Gary gave that again reinforced the values reinforced the customer service orientation and commended an employee all at the same time
0: it's such a great example of the culture and the values, and I know you mentioned there's so many of these systems that are in place to encourage that. And you said a big word a moment ago, storytelling, and the importance of sharing stories, and that's that's one of the 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 top characteristics you talk about in having an unstoppable culture. You know, one of the things that I'm I'm curious about about storytelling is that concept of ownership. Of whose stories are being told. And I, I've noticed so much of Southwest culture is about telling the story of the customer. Tell me about that.
1: Absolutely. Well, one of the systems that's in place, as you can imagine, Southwest Airlines carries 120 million customers a year. That's mind boggling. And we receive hundreds of thousands of messages from those customers. You know, is my flight on time? And, but we have a system that. If a customer is commending an employee or calling out an employee specifically that they had a great experience with, all of those, we call them commendations, that correspondence, email, tweets are gathered together so that a specific group within the culture team looks at those commendations, makes sure the employee knows that the commendation occurred, thanks the customer, but the CEO also thanks the employee, and shares that story with them. Make sure that they know what a difference they made in the life of that customer. So it's a wonderful way of modeling the kind of behavior that we're looking for. So I'd encourage organizations, if you can capture those customer stories and tell them again to your employees, it makes such a difference in making that connection between our employees, and the the importance that we make in the lives of our customers every day.
0: Well, speaking of making the connection, I reached out to a few of our Academy members uh, prior to our conversation. Ginger, I let them know I was going to be talking with you, and they had a few questions about culture. And so one of the questions came from Brett. He asked, how do you gain confidence that the changes you are making to enhance an organization's culture are having the intended impact? And I'm I'm curious what from a system standpoint, how did you do that at Southwest? Were there metrics and scorecards and things that you would watch to do that, or, or how did that emerge?
1: So. There are probably many ways uh, to go about doing that, and I think it would be very company-specific. But uh, one of the ways would be through employee feedback and employee surveys, and I think that's pretty typical in organizations. If you have the ability to do frequent feedback and surveys with employees – That's probably the preferred method because our world moves so quickly. Doing quick feedback, you know, one question a week, can really help you understand the tenor or the feeling, what what employees are feeling or understanding in the organization. One of my favorite questions that I encourage companies to ask is, we ask this at Southwest Airlines on an annual basis, is how do you think about your job at Southwest Airlines? Is it a stepping stone in in your career? Is it just a job or is it calling? And when we started this, asking this question eight years ago, 71% of the employees said their job was a calling. Hmm. And when that question was asked last year, 72% of the employees said that their job was a calling. That's a wonderful way of seeing how your employees feel about their work at the company. Another metric that a lot of companies look at is voluntary turnover. So do you have a kind of culture that employees want to stay around for? And at Southwest, we looked at voluntary turnover and had lower than 2%. Voluntary turnover in the company, which I think, if you look at lots of industries, that's a pretty impressive number.
0: Oh, indeed. I mean, I'm just the number seventy two percent of employees seeing their work as a calling is such an impressive number in any industry. Right. It's just just incredible. Uh, so, a question that came in from Katrina. She asked, "How do you pivot the culture to create more engagement when there's a long standing history of being down in the dumps?" and I'm thinking about this question also through the lens of one of our other listeners, Ginger. We have a listener who has just taken over a new role of a very large team. It's a very visible role. She's not in the C-suite, but she's a step or two below. And she's coming into an organization where engagement is, all indicators, is, is not good. And yet she's not the CEO. And so one of the things she's wondering about is, what can I do? What, what's the best starting point for me? And I'm I'm curious when you... Uh, work with someone. You're coaching people who are in a position like that. Um, where do you encourage them to start as a beginning?
1: Well, if you're if you're coming in and you're the owner of a department, you start there. You start there by looking at yourself as the CEO of that department, and what are you going to do to make sure you're putting your employees first? What list out what that would look like. How are you going to make sure that your employees are first? I ha- used to have a coworker that got some feedback that he was looking at his uh, phone too often during meetings with employees. So his, he wanted to make sure his people knew that they were his first priority so he wouldn't have his phone anywhere near him when he was having a conversation with employees. So that's just one tactic of really being able to focus on your people. What does your calendar show? Are you walking around? Are you walking around the department? Are employees seeing you? you? Are you interacting with them? Really showing how important what they're working on, how important that is to you. So being visible in that department. So my advice would be to start where you are and create the most perfect environment that you can for your employees, and hopefully they'll see the results inside your organization, and you'll get greater and greater scope to take over other departments and have that type of influence throughout your organization.
0: Yeah, part of what I'm hearing you say there is going back to what we were talking about earlier, starting with values of you need to Articulate some of that for yourself first. I mean, like what are the things that are important for the organization and for our culture? And then, you know, to go and to be an example of that and to articulate that and to be, you know, putting in the systems in place for that to come alive. Is is that accurate?
1: Absolutely. I know a lot of times leaders will take the values of the corporation and break it down with their department about how their particular department lives those values. You know, how are they making the connection with their customers? How are they making the connection with other internal employees at that organization? What are their departments that they need to work with often, and how are they building the bridges with those particular departments? So, establishing your own team goals and team mission that ties into the larger company purpose.
0: One of our other Academy members, Heather, emailed me and said, even when you have an overall great culture in the organization, how do you handle or turn around those few employees that may start to bring negativity? I've had a few of those on my team, and I'm struggling to keep their negativity from lowering the morale of the whole team. Ginger, I, you know, as great as Southwest culture is, you know, at the end of the day, we all uh, work with human beings, and there are sometimes those people that, for a period of time, or maybe just aren't the right fit at all for the organization. How did you all handle that in Southwest culture?
1: Well, you never want to surprise anyone with, a, with if you have an annual performance review that that's the first time they've heard it. You want to establish a system of regular coaching so that people aren't caught off guard at the annual process. I, I see that failure sometimes in organizations. So having frequent coaching and frequent feedback with that individual, if they were particularly negative in a meeting, a short time after the meeting, set up a time and just talk, have a, have a session with them about how, the, how that particular meeting went and why they, for example, could have shut down conversation or made other individuals not feel included. So I would highly endorse Frequent coaching. And then sometimes people just aren't a right fit for the organization. Or they may be in the wrong seat on the bus, uh, all of us have studied before. So it might be there might be a better position for them somewhere else in the company. Or as we say at Southwest, they might need to be promoted to customer,
0: right? That's a wonderful question. Let let them
1: go outside the organization, (laughs) they're promoted to customer, right?
0: (laughs) I love that. One of the things that I noticed in doing some research on you is your love for and your interest in Native American culture. And I'm, right. I'm curious, I didn't see any reference to this, but I am curious, have you learned or, or studied something from Native American culture that has come into your work, either at Southwest or the work you're doing today?
1: Well, I do love Native American culture and over time I've been able to study it about the history of our nation and the great impact that Native American culture had on it. One of the things is just the focus on the individual and honoring the traditions. So I would make the analogy of a new leader coming into an organization and really understanding and valuing Just think about if you're going into a Native American culture, how you would honor, understand, and value the organization that you're joining and making sure that it fits with your values before you ever join it. So that would be one example.
0: Mm, That's great. I know one of the things you've done in advance of us talking is uh, putting together some resources for people who'd like to dig in more and maybe who are thinking a lot about culture. And so we've got a couple of resources that you've set up on your website, unstoppablecultures.com. So I was wondering if you could tell us more about the page you've set up, but also I'm really interested, uh, and I think some of our audience members will be interested too, in the fellowship. Could you tell us more about that?
1: Absolutely. So people could go to Unstoppable dot com backslash Dave. It's all about you, Dave. (laughs) And it's a free gift. It's a mini ebook with some articles from our newsletter and some of our interviews that really do talk more in depth about the culture. The website has other things on it as well. And then the second thing is the fellowship. Um, One of the things that we're encountering, the Unstoppable Cultures team, is people really wanting to go deep and understanding how to set up the systems to truly nurture and perpetuate either to grow uh, a culture or to, to sustain a culture. So we've assembled a group of dynamos, Dave Salyers from Chick-fil-A, Warwick Denver, who was former Navy SEAL commander, and Jody Dreyer, a culture veteran with Disney. And in Santa Fe in November, and this is on our website, it's the Unstoppable Cultures Fellowship is a four day retreat at the Four Seasons in Santa Fe, New Mexico, November 12th through the 15th. And the individuals we will be able, the attendees will be able to pick one of these individuals as their coach. We'll spend time together diving deep into all of these organizations and taking lessons learned and how it could be applied to your particular organization. And we'll establish an alumni network and it will be also followed up by coaching sessions over um, a three-month period that I'll be doing with those individuals as well. So it's limited to 56 people, again, at the Four Seasons in Santa Fe, New Mexico, with just a stellar group of individuals representing their organizations and talking about unstoppable cultures.
0: Yeah. And I know one of the big things you've done in your work over the years is not just look at Southwest, but of course, look at some of the wonderful cultures that you've mentioned in um, other organizations. And so it sounds like a great opportunity to, to learn. One more thing I want to ask you before we say goodbye is about failure. You know, So much of good leadership is about making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And you, you've had tremendous success, of course, Ginger, in your work and Southwest has, has tremendous success. But I am curious, uh, where have you stumbled, and what did you learn from a failure along the way?
1: You know, Dave, I think one of the things that I learned is not to be too prescriptive, especially in how employees go about living your values. Probably early on in my career, I would have been very prescriptive in what I was looking for, and I've learned that you're going to miss a lot of opportunities and miss a lot of the personality and a lot of delighting and surprising that people will do for you. So you've hired people for a particular reason, because you saw something very special in them. And I would encourage to set the vision, set the expectations, but how individuals go about delivering that product, don't be too prescriptive. And so I'm just ending it on a fun note, one of the things I would to bring the story to life, I'd encourage people to Google "dancing Southwest Airlines employee," and this is an employee in Albany, New York, who is guiding airplanes. He, so he's helping in a pilot, no, not you know, no interference. Uh, he's using the batons, the wands, guiding in the airplane, but he's dancing. So. There's nothing wrong with someone dancing and doing that at the same time. He's enjoying his work and he's delighting and surprising everybody in the airplane watching it. So again, my guidance is don't be too prescriptive. There's no telling what uh, wonderful surprises await you.
0: Ginger Hartage, you have given us so much to think about. I know people are going to hear this and want to learn more. So I hope you'll go uh, check out, the link that ginger's made available to us on unstoppablecultures.com/dave a lot more there uh, the fellowship of course too ginger thank you so much for your time and, and thanks for the great work you've done out there and helping people align their callings with their work
1: thank you so much dave loved visiting with you
0: wouldn't it be funny if you were sitting on a southwest airlines flight right now where you were listening to this episode I was thinking about that, and based on how many people listen and how I hear from many of you who are traveling while you're listening to podcasts, I bet there's a number of you who are listening on a Southwest Airlines flight right now. If that is you, and you want to have a little fun with Ginger and I, snap a photo of yourself listening to the episode and post it on Twitter or post it on LinkedIn. And Ginger said, here's the hashtag to use, S-W-A-P-I-C. So just post it, use S-W-A-P-I-C as your hashtag. Hashtag for Southwest Airlines picture. The fun folks at Southwest will see it, and if you tag Ginger and me, uh, we'll see it too, and we'd love to say hi. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun if you're on a Southwest jet right now. And for everyone, whether you're flying or not, there are some related episodes to today's conversation. Way back on episode 241, David Marquet was on the show talking about how to turn followers into leaders. David is the former captain of the USS Santa Fe, uh, turned the ship around. In fact, that's the title of his book, Turn the Ship Around, from one of the worst performing ships in the Navy to the best performing ship in the Navy. He talks about how he did that on episode 241. The reason that I'm mentioning it here is because one of the key tenants of the culture that they created on the Santa Fe was about giving people ownership, specifically the people who were closest to the problem, the sailors on the ship. And that is one of the key tenets of what Ginger talked about today is the tenant of ownership. And that... That principle is being so important in creating an unstoppable culture. So check that out, episode 241. That's one of the episodes you'll find if you look under organizational culture on the Coaching for Leaders podcast library. Also, we mentioned Patrick Lencioni. He was back on episode 301. How to get the ideal team player was the topic of that episode. We talked a little bit about Lencioni during this conversation today. And that is a a wonderful place to start, especially if you're thinking about recruiting and hiring. We talked a little bit about that. If you are doing any kind of recruiting, hiring, and are looking for some ways to think about culture in advance of people coming inside the organization, which, of course, we all should be thinking about that, and you haven't heard episode 301, Patrick Lencioni, of course, one of the leaders in the space and wonderful wisdom there on that episode. Also, I think you'll find episode 329 of Help. We talked about Chip Heath earlier. That episode was titled The Way to Capture the Power of Moments. Chip had talked about the onboarding process that Caterpillar uses. We mentioned that in today's conversation. and Of course, Southwest Airlines has taken that to a whole nother level. If you're looking for more ideas, Episode 329 will be very helpful to you with Chip Heath. And of course, if you'd like to get access to the entire Coaching for Leaders podcast library, searchable by topic, the very best thing to do is to set up your free membership on the coachingforleaders.com website, completely free, gives you access to a whole bunch, including the podcast library, searchable by topic, all seven years of experts who've appeared on the show, as well as the member cast, my weekly leadership guide, the free audio course, so much that is there behind that free membership. You can set that up at coachingforleaders.com. Next week, I am glad to welcome Ken Coleman to the show. He is the host of The Ken Coleman Show, also the host of Entree Leadership in the Dave Ramsey organization. He's joining me to discuss how to find your calling. He's got a great story. And if you're thinking about how to find your calling or maybe how to help others do that, check it out next week. Also, coming this Saturday is our very next. Uh, Saturday cast. I forgot what it was called there for a second. It's called the Saturday cast. It's going to be featuring one of our Academy members. Be listening for that coming up. Thank you also to Robbie and Karen here in the States for the kind reviews you left on iTunes. Thank you so much, Robbie and Karen. I appreciate it. Hey, if you'd like to leave a rating or review for the show, I read all of those. Thank you so much in advance. Go to coachingforleaders.com Apple to leave it on the Apple platform. Have a great weekend. See you for the Saturday cast coming up this Saturday. Take care.